Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash The Gamer's Advocate. The Gamer's Advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 32 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. How's it going? We're doing good. How about you guys? I'm doing fantastic. Wait, you say you guys are talking to people that might listen to this at a later time? Jack's just trying to like steal the spotlight. I am. I'm jumping right in. I'm excited. I had too much caffeine. Let's go. Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. What is that from? I, I'm not even awake. talking up. like Hot Wheels guy. I had like a Diet Mountain Dew. Remember when you saw the like, Hot Wheels? They're like, they're going up there. Hot Wheels. And then you did like oil changes or something. Anywho, <laughs> back to our lovely show. Welcome back for another week. What's been new? What's, what have you guys been up to? I have been shooting and looting in Borderlands nonstop. Seriously, and for the last good. four weeks. Have something new to tell us. I've, well, I've played Borderlands with Jack, like Border- but I can't yeah. keep up with him because he knows what he's doing and I don't. So I'm stopping to look at everything. Yeah, he's and looking to check out good. all the guns and all comparing the guns, and he's like ten miles away, like <laughs> but, <laughs> but literally, it takes like five playthroughs to really get the plot down, and I'm on playthrough number seven now. Jeez, I don't know. How many hours is that? I've played way too many hours. <laughs> I think I've played like two hours a night for the past like hundred nights. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, well, you still liking it though? Oh yeah, definitely. And plus, gamers out there, Tina's uh, what was it? Tina's something or other. Dungeon Adventures. Nice prep Dungeon work. Dungeon Adventure. I don't remember. It's like Tina. I remember Tina from the thing with like the crumpets <laughs> and the things. Way to plan that out. And the bon- you know you can write stuff down. And the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming out tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. How about you, Mister Bill? Anything cool? Yeah, I finished The Last of Us. Oh yeah. It was so awesome. Funny, you were the first of us to finish The Last of Us. You guys suck, man, because it sucks. It's like knowing the ending and stuff, and I can't talk about it with you guys. It's lame. But that game is so awesome. It actually is so good that I want to change my score that I gave Bioshock Infinite. What? I want to change that from a 10 to a 2. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, bad. I would change it from maybe a 9.75 just because That's what I gave it. I can't call that perfect knowing what I know after playing The Last of Us. That's an 11. Yeah, unfortunately, I could not play The Last of Us because, as I'm sure some of you are aware, there's an update, update 4.45, that Sony pushed out that apparently bricks systems and makes it so you can't play it. So, you know what? I was like, okay, I'll have to wait till Thursday. Not so much. I ended up having my system get the yellow light of death that is not linked to that update at the worst possible timing. What a coincidence. So you got a failed system at the same time everyone else was getting a temporarily exactly. failed system. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like not joking. I'm 100% serious. Literally the day or two after, I went on the PS3 and I was playing Assassin's Creed for a second and it just bricked and it froze. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess I got hit by the update. And I was looking online and I called support and it turned out that my system was officially dead. <laughs> Just unbelievable. When you called support, were they like, "There, there, Adam, you're okay." <laughs> no, they were actually they were actually pretty nice. But but uh, you know what? I I'm not as upset as I could be because it was a lo- I got it on launch day and it lasted till yesterday. So that's or a few, few days ago. So that's that's pretty impressive. Also, I'm not going to feel bad for you because I know you've already got a new PS3. <laughs> yeah, I did have to go <laughs> run and go out and buy a a new PS3 because Last of Us is just sitting there, and there's still a lot of other good games coming out. Uh, it's, it, I tried a little bit of the multiplayer and um, realized how bad I am at, at that. It had it, been a week. It had been out a week, and everybody that I played with had that shit memorized, and uh, uh, it kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But I'm going to try again. I think it's funny, though, that the patch comes out right now. It should come out, like, October, because then November, upgrade Yeah. PS4. <laughs> yeah, brick everyone's system, and then they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great, we have to get a PS4 now. <laughs> Yeah, their their marketing plan failed. Yeah, instead of like a virus, they just call it a patch and be like, "Oh, whoopsies, we destroyed your world." <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also like to add that The Last of Us is awesome. <laughs> really, uh, I did get I didn't get that from. I want to play through the whole thing again. I, it took eh, between fourteen and fifteen hours. I I played some of it on easy. 
Ooh. And horrible. it was still tough at times. Not all of it. Yeah, I that played. game can be brutal. So I'm going to go through on so a tougher really, skill level now. So really, yeah, you didn't beat it. You just kind of like toured through it. No. I, I, I challenge you. You're going to come over this weekend, yeah. and I'll put it on easy. See, I'm like, you'll still have trouble in a lot of I'll sections. I'll be like screaming and be like, no. Now, I know I can go through it on probably the hard level now, now that I know what I'm doing in the game and get through a lot of those things that seem so tough at the time. But. Well, I'm going to come over and watch you play it on hard and see if you can do it. We'll have to maybe do, get a little game capture of that. Yeah. Do Twitch TV, I'm telling you. Uh, Try it out. Uh, well, let's. okay, that's the challenge. See if I can get through some of these <laughs> tough areas on hard. Yeah. There's one I watched a guy on Twitch TV do it on the survivalist mode, which is the hardest of the hard. And, I mean, it just made me cringe because I knew how tough that area was. And he'd get, he started with hardly any help. And he would so many times get almost through the whole area and then just, just die miserably and have to start the entire area over again. That's brutal. It is brutal. Yeah, I never I never like that. I like uh, pretty continuous save points or, like, save any time you want games. This is this is fairly generous, uh, but, but there's a few sections where you have to get through several obstacles to get to the next area to save it. And it's not that it's a long way to go. It's just a very difficult section. Right. But the cool thing is, like even when I went through it a bunch of times, I was playing that on normal, and it was very tough. Even though I'd get through a bunch of it and die, each time I'd, I'd change up my strategy just a little bit, and it was actually a blast to keep doing it because it's not an open world game, but it's an open solution game. You know, you can really decide how you want to attack something, and it really forces you to rethink your strategy and how you're going to approach it. And uh, in the end, when you do get through it, you feel that much better, so... Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I kind of want to bring up a uh, a reader email that we got, no. and it, it's related to The Last of Us. Okay, sorry. I, the person I'm about to read, it's Bill's fault. You're not getting sorry. your spotlight. No, I'm kidding. It's our show. Get out. So this is oh, this kind of is directed towards you, Bill, in a sense, because uh, you're the only ones who've kind of beaten The Last of Us. Okay. So this is from a writer named Will Maurizio, who is a, who's a big fan of the show, and we appreciate him oh, writing it. Oh, that's in. awesome, dude. And he, he sent a very, very nice email kind of talking about how he was disappointed by the last of us really yeah he 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 goes on to kind of talk about how some of the gameplay mechanics kind of ruined it for him like he loved the story he loved the atmosphere he loved all that stuff but there were parts of it that just these are minor spoilers not nothing story related just a situation about how there was a an infected and he was trying to kill him over and over and over again he kept getting up and getting up and getting up and then he like didn't know what to do because there was like a little circle of a triangle where you're supposed to get in a car or something but he didn't see it uh, there's a few areas where you have to run and I we talked about that before I got Going stuck on one thing yeah, right. and it was we were supposed to go through a, a gate and a door yeah um, to get away from it and once once I saw it it was just like oh duh but but that can be that can be frustrating like beyond belief though I mean, it could. It could really like make he, he brought up the point. He's like, why not? Like, if you kill the enemy, just have a cutscene where he opens the door. Well, like, why? Uh, I mean, why, why make it? Okay. I mean, in, I, in the case of, of what I was in, when you see the because you're going to trigger a cutscene, and when you do, what happens is pretty tense and stuff, and you realize why they still had to be chasing you. And and, and I don't want to give anything away, but in the situation I'm thinking of it made it did make sense and not at the time so I'll give you that at the time I was pretty confused but once I got through it it was like oh I get it no, no. problem I think maybe they should have went with like a different enemy type like in Dead Space 3 they have invincible uh the zombie creature things in there and they're only that type and they look different than anything else so you know as soon as you run into it you're like why can't I kill this guy why can't I kill? you're like oh man he's invincible well, I wouldn't say there's anything invincible, but without giving too much away, there's more than what you think. More than meets the eye, as they yeah. say. In Bioshock, we kind of talked about this, is where the reason I didn't give it a 10 was because of some of the gamey aspects. Were there any parts in Last of Us, like, do you share some of his views, or did you kind of just there, really just... I mean, I know you gave it a 10, but... <laughs> I, I, I really thought it played great. In fact, I thought it played... It's similar to Uncharted, but I thought it played much better. Now, early on, it took me a few minutes to kind of figure out how to work the inventory and stuff, but once I did realize how to do it and how to quickly change weapons and stuff, I thought it was well done. But I could see where a few of those things early on could be confusing, but gameplay-wise, I don't know. It just felt good to me. Um, the shooting, the fighting, I mean, the being able to switch back and forth, being able to throw a brick at someone and then punch them and then pull out a gun and blast them. I mean... I thought it was really well done. Even with the DualShock controller? 
Yeah, yeah, it would have been better. It's the only thing that could have made it better was was the uh, would be the Xbox 360 controller. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. That's never gonna happen though. No, well, pretty close on the next gen. In all seriousness, I I think it controls great. I didn't really even think PS3 controller at all, which I do in a lot of games. I just thought the gunplay was a lot better than Uncharted, but it felt kind of familiar in that regards too. But it was just much more brutal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, well, thanks for writing in. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you And I'm you sorry much. you didn't enjoy it as much as maybe Bill did, because, I mean, I, I can appreciate and understand where you're coming from. I'll have to give you my opinions once once I get a little farther in, but, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a shame, but, hey, there, can't I, win them all. Think about it. There's a few areas where I was kind of stuck on what to do, but I just I just figured that when it was problem solving. I didn't really blame it as far as the mechanics itself, though. Gotcha. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess... Before we jump into things, I kind of just want to mention over the weekend I saw Monsters University and World War Z. <laughs> Which was <laughs> so better? Monsters University. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. So, but it was, I mean, World War Z was really good, don't get me wrong. I I really did enjoy it, but Monsters University, I just, I'm a sucker for Pixar things. What can I say? Was it as good as the first Monsters, Inc.? No, Monsters, Inc.'s better, but it's still a very good sequel, or prequel, rather. Well, it did, it did outperform uh, World War Z in the box office, too, so a lot yeah. of other people liked it. And I actually saw World War Z with Jack. And you said you, he liked he didn't like it so much yesterday, but he on, when he started marinating on it, he kind of likes it a little better. I, I was I was kind of like at the end of it, I was kind of disappointed, uh, really. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, you know, it wasn't too bad. Didn't um, have any zombies in it. It's a decent zombie it flick. A good summer flick. It was I, just uh, like action adventure. There was kind of a good story to follow. It was fun. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It wasn't really a, a thinker. It was just an action-y blah, 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 Did blah anybody thing. die in it? There was a lot of people that, yeah, that died. But I, I don't know. It was just, it was a zombie flick, but it kind of felt weird. I know they're trying to go in a different way with it a little bit. Yeah, but it wasn't it, like anything like the book. I mean, there were a few callbacks, but it was very different. Yeah, I really like those books, too. Yeah, I, I wish the they might have switched it up or maybe followed the book. I don't know. I didn't read the book. but tough uh, to do because the book's done in a bunch of different... Um, People talking about after the fact, after the fact, what they went through, and it's a bunch of people telling their stories. So it would have been done in like different chapters, which I think would be a great series. Yeah, definitely. But there was there were some decent scenes in it. From like they had like a CIA guy, and uh, you know some Indian guy, and a couple guys who were who were telling like their point of view or what they should do, I guess. Um, but you know nothing like that though. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Now another another TV show that's coming out tonight is Under the Dome. I'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah, I want to watch that. <laughs> kind of just reminds I, I me of like horror stuff, kind of. The so book was awesome. Yeah, I've not read it, but it looks pretty cool. So we'll we'll jump. We'll talk about that later. Maybe some more impressions. But I also just want to tease. We have a contest coming up at the end of the show where we're going to be giving away a free 30 day trial of PlayStation Plus. So I mean, if you get if you win this, you'll get to try out Saints Row the Third. Deus Ex, Uncharted 3, all these games for free to try out. I mean, I think it's an incredible service. And you'll get a taste because if you're upgrading to the PS4, you're going to need it. <laughs> so yeah. stay tuned for that. Yeah, not valid with any other offers. You need a PlayStation product to play this. Thanks, you Jack. need all written express consent of the NFL always, always, Players always. Association. <laughs> awesome sauce. It's like but we're giving you $5. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's a good $5. So anyway, let's jump into our topics and... There was just a news story that kind of caught my eye, and I thought it was pretty silly, so I wanted to share it with my friends out there in podcast land. There was, in Florida, there was a five foot four gunman who robbed a bank. But that's not all. He was dressed as Iron Man. <laughs> oh, Kevin Hart. Knock it off. You got plenty of money. Yeah, I mean, the, the movies were great. You don't need to... <laughs> it was actually the day, I think it was the day that Robert Downey Jr. said he would continue with Avengers 2 and 3 or whatever it was. So like it was kind of ironic. So he's back off the wagon. Is what yeah, you're he's like maybe I didn't need to steal from them. I don't know what he's taking, but he actually looked younger in Iron Man three than he did uh, in the Avengers. He seemed older in the Avengers. Is that hmm. just me? I don't even remember. I don't know Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess if you would, if you guys were to rob a bank, what would you dress up as? I would dress up as Wally. I would dress up as Kate Upton because I guarantee everybody would get the hell out of my way. I'd the cat daddy into that. I would. People would just get out of my way. I wouldn't need a gun or anything. They'd just be like, nope, take what you need. I'm not even going to look at you. I'd dress up as the Invisible Man, and then they wouldn't see me. <laughs> they'd be money floating. See, I, yeah, if I, I figure if I go in in a bikini, people are going to look straight down, and nobody's going to get a description at all, and I'm going to get away scot-free. That's awesome. 
There was a big man in here. Yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, he was in a bikini. Let's check the video footage. Nope. I burned it. <laughs> Should we just stop the show and go try that out right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do it. Let, let me finish this Red Bull and I'm on it. <laughs> I'm already awesome. wearing the bikini underneath this. So. So I don't know. I actually don't know what happened to Mr. Iron Man, but I'm sure we'll find out in Avengers 2, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> so on the next story, uh, it's just kind of a nice thing that... Oculus raised another $16 million. And if you remember, it's the Oculus Rift trying to bring virtual reality to like mainstream world. And I mean, it's getting a lot of great support, and there's a lot of buzz and excitement for this yep. product. Giant headset porn coming your way soon. <laughs> exactly. It, it looked uh, pretty cool. I saw a couple demos of that. They were, one was like demoing it with like a grandma, and she's like, oh, I feel like I'm there. And whatever. I don't know. I don't know. If you get somebody see now. Who she probably says that at McDonald's too. She probably says it at McDonald's and says the same thing. They took her to like Italy or something, and it was like a house or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, look at that!" And then when like they switch scenes to her to like go to the beach or something else, she was like, "Oh, I'm flying!" Oh, I want to see that video. That sounds ridiculous. It's great. I just we're just you know short time away from seeing our old people walking onto the freeway with their things on their heads. Poor guys. Oh, no, geez. but so that I'm very excited for this thing, and I can't wait to actually try it. But the one thing that was that kind of bothered me, or I mean, not that I've tried it, but from the concept, is that you're looking like you're in the world, but you have to move like with a controller, or a mouse, and keyboard. So it's it, it's kind of not having that sensation of like really turning and moving. But on Kickstarter, there's actually this like station where you stand in and it's contained and it has sensors and motors and all this stuff and it could tell that you're walking or running or turning so it works with the oculus rift like it looks really awesome if that's what it ends up being eventually people are going to figure out if you take off the oculus rift and you just go outside you can already do all that (laughs) i don't know if you could play halo outside Uh, i don't know that you can (laughs) when you're outside there's like other people and they like watch you yeah, it usually like, gets scared though. I'm just, I'm just afraid. For, I'm just kind of afraid for the day when virtual reality is like just better than real life, and then people just never leave real uh, virtual reality. Well, I don't want like virtual reality to be too much like reality because if I have to like walk no, I mean around better, I don't mean like like reality, like better, so you don't want to live like. Where are you going? Oh, virtual HER office to do my virtual taxes. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> or H and R block. Do you say like HER? I don't know. Anyway, I went to a virtual realty firm to do my taxes. Yeah, well, you, you don't want to get sued. You can't infringe that copyright. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. Anyways, but it'd be funny. Like, you're like, well, I gotta get in the virtual reality. It's gonna take me 20 minutes. To, like, walk over to my house. Like, get in my car. Would you play like virtual reality Sims? I can't feel good. I can't come in today. Well, can you virtually come in today? <laughs> I guess. Like, walking. <laughs> thing. That's funny. I wonder, that's a funny point. Awesome, we get like remote in from work with your virtual reality machine. I can't even talk. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Am I really working or just sitting on the toilet? <laughs> oh man, so we'll see what. So yeah, that's sixteen million dollars just to bring virtual reality and Oculus Rift so to like much lower prices, so people can actually buy it. Because right now it's for developers and, and all that stuff. So we'll see what becomes of that. But keep your keep both eyes on it. You might be using one soon. Yeah, well, you can't pre-order that yet, but you can pre-order the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Damn straight you can. And let me tell you something. Amazon did a killing, except they really didn't. Because Amazon, the pre-orders on day one for the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 were just bananas. They just shattered all the records, and there were actually, at like the peak of it, 2,500 purchases or pre-orders per minute. It's just crazy that they're... That that many things were being pre-ordered at that time. That I wish I could purchase. Bananas. Yeah, my machine with bananas. I was going the banana route too. <laughs> bananas. We both had stupid banana jokes. Neither one of them worth the damn, and we both whizzed them out anyway. <laughs> I was just thinking about like building a bikini and like bananas. Oh my god. <laughs> too far. TMI. Yeah, you will never be able to unsee that. <laughs> and uh, also the pre-orders. Look, and the scared video now, games. Right? I am scared. I'm just going to move along like it never happened. <laughs> like leaning in. I'm scared. Stay away from me. Banana. The sales of video games were nearly two times that of Black Friday last year on that day one of pre-orders. It was just, it's insane. Now, here's the one caveat. Ooh, you do not, caveat's what rich people eat. <laughs> you do, I, I think it's caviar, maybe. <laughs> they uh, On Amazon, you don't need to pay anything when you pre-order it. Pussies. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, 
Exactly. So it's like it's kind of played at all. But can you cancel these pre-orders without any penalty? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So like the number is impressive, but it's also I mean I guess it could show interest, which is important in itself. But as for the purchase, it'll be very interesting to see their numbers because I'm sure it'll sell very well. But yeah, right. Like you don't need to put anything down. So I yeah, you just don't. It's like your Amazon wish list. Like you wish you had it, but there's no way you're gonna really do it. Yeah, a little more than that. At least you, you're, it's kind of like if you forget and like six months down the line, it's, they're going to ship it to you. <laughs> that doesn't have another wish list. Are they really? Like if you pre-order no, it, they're like charging you. They just don't charge you till it ships. So you place uh, the order. Oh, okay. So you have to have a way to actually buy right, it. Right, right. Well, that, that, that's a little more solid. Yeah. Okay. I you just, it's, you're, not, you're not like binded to anything or nothing is charged until it ships. I use Amazon all the time, too, but I'm too stupid to know about it, so I don't know. <laughs> There's some info. You just got learned, people. Congratulations. Can we call this episode Banana Bikini? <laughs> sure. All right. I, I think I could I could deal with that. I mean, yeah, Amazon, that's interesting. People are going to download it and be like, what the? <laughs> Banana Bikini. They'll just like turn into like monkey mode, and he totally like, switched off whatever we were saying. He's like, Banana. Donkey Kong's a game. I'm really tired, man. I gotta chug this Red Bull. Sorry. Yeah. Chug, chug. I'll be back with you guys. <laughs> He's gonna take like a station break for Red Bull. Anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah. So there's just kind of going along with the PlayStation 4 talk. There was a piece of marketing material or a promotional display somewhere in Europe that kind of outed the PlayStation 4 date as November 13th, 2013. But is that a global release date or is that? Just yeah, they're, they're they're all they're gonna release in I think America. They've announced U.S. and Europe. In November, so maybe I'm I'm sure it'll all be around the same time. I'm gonna be first. I'm tired of like Japanese people getting the first like Sony products. They were the first and ones to get eaten by Godzilla too. So and they they're the first that. one. Where's Where's the price cut on the PSP? Yeah, PSP. Come on, PSP price cut happened. You can get one cheaper. Can you get one for free? Almost, almost. I love. Give it a couple weeks. The Vita's amazing. No, but that that I mean that's. It's it's reasonable. I don't see why not. Now, there was some rumors and some kind of talk about the Xbox One pre-order, and I kind of agree with this thinking, is that they're probably going to launch on, like, November 5th, because that's when Call of Duty, the Ghost, is probably going to launch. So, you know Xbox, they have a huge tie with Call of Duty. They always get the DLC first and all that stuff. And it would be kind of ridiculous if someone would walk into GameStop and say, I'll take Call of Duty for the Xbox One, and then they're like, oh, it's not out till next week. So maybe they're going to try and get it so they can get all those things at the same time. But are the people that are predicting this the same ones that get everything else wrong? Like I mean, probably. But I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's like that. What's that one guy's name? Michael Pachter? Oh, yeah, Michael Pachter. Yeah. Pachter. Yeah. He gets every prediction. He's just like, this is what's going to happen based on my calculations. Well, you need to put your damn Etch-A-Sketch away, dude, because it's not a laptop and you're getting it wrong. But he's an analyst. He gets paid to be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the weatherman. It's like, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. But I don't see how you can base the Xbox One release date on Call of Duty when it's also launching for the PS4. You could use the same argument for the PS4. But because the marketing thing said the 13th that may not be real, nobody knows. Nobody Nobody knows. It's another rumor, so we'll see what actually happens. But I wish the release date was tomorrow. Me too. Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Banana bikini. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what comes of that. But there was dicks. <laughs> I hope everyone's paying attention because all these keywords will help you solve the puzzle at the end to get the PlayStation Plus trial. Exactly. This these is, are the subliminal messages you, you need. Bacon. You, you guys need just, to get this right. You guys just think we're stupid, but really, this is all key. Cat daddy. Yes, nothing better than a good cat daddy. Well, bacon. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Jack's like the guy who's moving the train along. Yeah. So hey, uh, tell us all about Fez 2. Fez, that was a good segue. No, it wasn't. Let's just do it anyway, though. We'll pretend it was. So Fez is the the indie platformer. It came to the original Xbox, and it's a game where 8-bit graphics and the world spun around itself, and it was... it was. I, you guys haven't played it, right? Right. I right. thought Fez was, like, something to do with Shriners, and they're in little cars, and they're helping kids, and, like, beep, beep, is it a beep. Di- <laughs> Banana. Is it a digital only release or is there a hard yeah, copy? Yeah, I'm pretty. I, it may have come out on disc like later, but it was originally like downloadable. What they should do like, is they should put them on discs and put them in uh, in vending machines and call them Fez dispensers. <laughs> <laughs> You're just brilliant. That would be awesome. I would buy one. Anywho, <laughs> so Fez is coming to Windows so far, but 
Fish said that it's not coming to the next Xbox and Xbox 360 because, and it's it's crazy because it was it has only been on Microsoft platforms. It never came out for PlayStation, and it was exclusive to the Xbox. But Fish has been very adamant about how he does not like developing for the Xboxes. They have all the restrictions. They're not as friendly to indie developers, and he's speaking with his game and not bringing of one of the best downloadable games back to the Xbox. He pretty much thinks they're buttholes. <laughs> Basically, and he's been very vocal about it. So they haven't said that PlayStation, it's coming to PlayStation, but he's spoken like high praise of how they treat indie developers, so Whoa. there'll probably be an announcement for that pretty soon. That's kind of fallen in line with a lot of the mistakes Xbox has made, but uh, you think they'll try to do anything to right the ship and fix some of those mistakes, Adam? I think... Uh, That's the segue to the next uh, thing we're going <laughs> to talk about right there. <laughs> yeah, they totally reverse course what? on their DRM. I had no idea, even though it says it right in front of me. They reverse course like a butt pirate hard. <laughs> I was I was totally solid on the PS4 and whatnot, and because they were supporting indie developers, like you said, uh, they didn't have the DRM restrictions. They are forcing you to pay for PlayStation Plus to really play it online. I was gonna do that. They anyway. kind of snuck that in there, but yeah, I mean it, it's worth it. Worth it. But it you is. don't have to have. You don't have to have PlayStation Plus to use Netflix or any other... Or single-player games. Yeah. Right. No, I, I get you. And you can still... Yeah. I Xbox mean, it's functional. Live, you have to have gold membership to even do, watch like, Netflix. Do anything. Which is yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it is. It is. is stupid. But <laughs> but now, I mean, now there's a whole huge argument to pick one or the other. Yeah. It, it, why don't we explain what happened before you go into it, Jack? <laughs> before we get our point of view. Let's what, all the viewers out there... What happened? Adam narrate. So let <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> you always like start explaining the problem, and said people are like, "What are you talking about?" Xbox changed their mind. Adam. <laughs> Anywho, the Xbox One no longer has any DRM restrictions or online requirements. Yay! So there was some rumors, and obviously the Xbox and Microsoft were getting flack like none other. I mean, people were speaking with their, their pre-orders and their wallets and their mouths and their middle Facebooks fingers. and their Twitters and their middle fingers. Yeah, I mean, on Facebook, we but mentioned she, last week, if you looked on the Xbox page when they posted anything, it was like a huge text picture of a middle finger, like over 800 of them or 8,000. It was insane. So obviously, people were not having it. So they came out and they said, hey, we heard you. We listened to the consumer. We love you guys. And we are not going to have DRM in our system, and you don't have to always be online and check in every 24 hours. And then everybody was like, but what about our family sharing? Yeah, unfortunately, the family share, which is, you could share some of your game library with your friends or family, and if you're not playing it, they can play it. That is, unfortunately, a innocent bystander to this horrible crime. It's not innocent. It's their way of saying, well, screw you guys. If you're going to make us change stuff, we're going to take <laughs> yeah, that away from true. you. So, now, this is obviously incredible news like it's great for the xbox one and it's it's great because that was really the, the one thing i think holding back that system because I, i've always said that i'm happy with what they're doing and i think it's going to be a wonderful system i agree however it doesn't bode so well for microsoft in itself because it's just it's like just a flip-flop it's like have have some conviction have some integrity yeah that's still bug in the end it, the the consumers win, the gamers win, but there that still just kind of sticks with me a little bit too. It's just like, like like you said in the in a great article you wrote on IGN, which got tons of response. Yeah, and, I, uh, like, I I don't like counting my own horn, but no, that was huge. Over forty five hundred comments. And it, I mean, Insane. it was you, people I mean, were going all out. The technical term for it was a shitstorm that you started. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, people were just. Flying off the handle to defend Xbox, flying off the handle to bash them. Yeah, I got a lot of people calling me a PlayStation fanboy. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, I could kind of see where they would sort of see that, but I am in no way do a PlayStation look at, fanboy. Look at all your articles, look at it as a whole. It's just anybody that didn't agree with that one is going to say that. But the truth of the matter is, is, you're right. In the end, they did what they had to do, they did the right thing. But it shows that it wasn't needed, like you said. Yeah, because you know, my it whole was my not whole necessary to have that restriction. To my whole with. argument is that, sure, this is great. It's wonderful that they're fixing the ship. I have no problem with that because that's the smart business decision to make. But here's the problem: if they switch so easily after we, they got all this backlash, why was it in there in the first place? Don't you think that if they had a good idea and they had something, they would put it in an Xbox that they believed in? It just doesn't make sense that they would put these restrictions and just 
automatically flip-flop and say, okay, we're going to change our mind because it just proves that they didn't really think that benefited us and that helped us in any way because they never got it across to us that this would help us as a gamers. Well, I think while this was in development, I think for like years, I don't know how long their strategy was in place, but they were selling themselves on the fact that it was a good idea and that, you know, you're going to check in, you're going to have this family sharing. They wanted to change it in a new direction, which everyone hated, obviously, but I mean, you're right. They don't. They don't have any integrity. They didn't stick to their guns. They didn't even show their vision to anyone. Yeah, they didn't let, they they give us. It. They didn't give us reason to say, okay, I understand this is new, this is different, this is changing. But you know what? This could make games gaming better. It could make the industry push it forward, make it better. But they never showed it, and all they got was those stupid rumors and the stupid things here and there and hearsay and blah blah blah. And it just, it was just horrible. That shows that they were more worried about the backlash that they knew was coming than they were confident about what they were trying to bring to the table. Right. Because, you know, like, it, it also shows that you know, you could just know that they were waiting on Sony because you know that they were so sure of themselves that come E3 or come close by that, Sony would be like, yeah, we unfortunately also have these restrictions, no used games, always online, blah, blah, blah. And then when Sony came on stage and just dropped the bomb, can you just imagine that the meetings awesome. the next day? Can you imagine the Xbox team like? Oh I wonder how God. many. I wonder if any of them like, wow, like <laughs> pooped their pants during that press conference. Oh, I, I just. Oh my God! If I was working on that Xbox team, I would have been freaking out. And plus, the Switch, which is going to be the software update day one, you're going to have to connect to the internet. You're no liar. No longer going to be required to check in on the internet every 24 hours, which is another change. Which is kind of nice, oh, yeah, sure. because the, I know the whole military thing, like we talked about last episode, that they what are you guys doing? They still won't be able to get them, because they're going to have to do it once. They're gonna, well, they're going to have to connect up somehow, I don't know. But really, you do have to check in first thing uh, when you get it to do this patch, to, to make these changes. So, I mean, apparently they can change it at any time, yeah, it's however they want. And I've also heard that people, that it's going to go to this restricted check-in online eventually with everyone. It's just five years from now. They say the next sure. generation. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, it's just, it's just they, like I said, it's, it's obviously it's inevitable that it will happen. But when it happens, they have to give us valid reasons why it's happening. And also, if Sony's not doing it, there's no way Microsoft could do it. Like, that's just plain and simple. Because they would just be dead in the water. It's just, it's simple as that. By the time it happens, though, I think the disc-based games are going to be kind of outdated. It'll be all oh, digital. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what they're going to. Because so everything The used game issue won't even matter anyway. It'll be about being online and connected, but I still think they'll they'll make it to where you can play offline, because they're not going to have to put that restriction, knowing that there is no used game market. Piracy is going to be pretty much non-existent. Well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Pirates, well, always, pirates always find a way. Find a way, <laughs> but um, in in the form that it is now, will be non-existent. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know, but um, I know by also changing their stance, they've changed the capabilities of the Xbox One. With like live, you can live switch between all sorts of things, but you can't live switch between two disc-based games. Like you have to install the disc to the to the Xbox One initially, uh, because that's just what they're going to require you to do. But you can switch between games that were digitally downloaded. I will mention that. But it kind of sucks that the capability isn't there, like it used to be, and that's because of the DRM isn't in place anymore. So they have to do something, and that's kind of what it is. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Like that, if that, since that's true, I think I might go like all digital on Xbox to take advantage of that feature. Like that might be a, a way of, for them to kind of make that switch because saying, "Hey, you can't have that feature if you don't install or if you don't buy it digitally." Yeah, I, I wouldn't on like well for me for sports games and stuff because uh, once the new one comes out, I'm trading that sucker in. And same with crap games too. I know I buy less crappy games because of demos and stuff these days. But every once in a while, you screw up and you're, you take something home. You're like, it's gonna be a great game, and you're like, nope, it is not. <laughs> Trade you want to get in. rid of that sucker. Yeah, yeah, that is the one problem with digital. If you get it, you're kind of screwed. Well, if I know something's gonna be awesome, maybe I'll get it digitally. But also, if I want to be able to let my friends borrow it, now that I can do that hey with all the systems, I'd like to be able to give them a disc. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and one one more thing, like I, in the in my article, I got a lot of people saying like how Microsoft, they're a business, they don't have a soul, they're not like good people, and I'm like, I that's completely true. understand that. Like I I went to business school, I, I understand that better than anybody. But I kind of brought the point across. It's like, hey, if you go to a restaurant or you go to a store, 
and you treated well, like you're treated well with good service, you're going to want to come back. Like even if it's the illusion of good service, you're going to want to support that and come back. And Sony did that, and Microsoft did not. And that's why I think that they lost a lot of face and didn't have that much integrity. If they, if I go to a store and they're not like, oh, my God, get out or put your pants on, make up your mind, I'm going back. Right, exactly. Or if I go to, like, the strip club and she's like, hey, big boy. Or she's like, hey, give me your money. Like, if they don't get mad if all you can afford to do is make it sprinkle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they still let you in. <coughs> they still let you in. Sprinkle. That's a good company. Like a fog and a drizzle or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, I also kind of want to bring this question to you guys is how does this change the next-gen race? I think it changes a lot. I think people are going to get over this because they have plenty of time, too. Uh, oh, time makes forgetting things so easy. Yeah, time heals all wounds, I guess. But they are a business. They're there to make money. They don't really care about us. They want to give you, I guess, a good product. I feel that Sony does care about the gamers, which is awesome. So that's why I pre-ordered them first. I haven't pre-ordered. Even if they don't, they pretend to. Right. And and that uh, Japanese man is so warm and friendly. Uh, um, I still see a $100 difference in a Kinect that I couldn't care less about having. There you go. I, I hear I'm not, And again, I'm not trying to bash the Xbox any more than I already have. Fanboy, um, fanboy. <laughs> because I do, plan on, getting, I, I do plan on getting one at some point. Because there will be that great game called Fable 4. Well, it might not <laughs> yeah. be a great game, but it'll be a game. And I'm hoping it's a great game. I'm hoping it's a game. Yeah, that's going to be extremely awesome. I'm very excited for all that stuff. I, I mean, I, it just without those restrictions, that's like the one thing. Like The systems aren't very different. I mean, yeah, they'll have the fast switching and, like, the Connect integration and stuff like that. But when it boils down to it, there's a lot of similarities between these two systems. But if, when you think about it, those differences, like, when next year when Gaikai comes out for Sony, that's going to be a huge thing for them if it works out well. Wait, when what? Gaikai? Bless you. Uh, <laughs> funny. But I know that people's real concern, or some of them, at least the people I play with, is their achievements and their trophies. And that, that kind of locks you into the system. Yeah, definitely. And, and friend lists and all that stuff. Yeah, and so you have friends who are locked into that who you really want to play with. Like yeah, like my guys, I, I play with a, a normal group of people uh, with multiplayer a lot and, and frequently because we're all on at the same time. Well, I like that. I've known these guys for years. Yeah. And I, I don't want to lose That's that. Tough. And yeah, it looks like they're all leaning towards Xbox One. I was initially going to the PS4 because Xbox totally screwed the pooch, uh, at least with their message to me. So I thought, well, heck, I, I didn't buy a PlayStation 3. I didn't have one. Um, so I was a 360 fan all the way because uh, I didn't need a PlayStation. But now I thought, well, I, I need it. And plus I miss out on some games and whatnot, but it now it looks like I'm going to get both consoles. Well, here's the deal. If our listeners out there, if they will buy us uh, Xbox Ones, we yeah, will please. play it. We <laughs> will. We promise. Yeah. I, I still like Xbox and not really Microsoft. Maybe I could say that. Yeah, I get that. Like the product, not the provider. <laughs> well, I mean, look at it this way. Tom Cruise, total nut job, right? But it doesn't mean I'm not going to yeah. watch his Last movies. Last Samurai is so good. Yeah, he makes some good. He makes some really good ones, like the newest Mission Impossible gross Ghost protocol. I gotta hey, let, let me just tell you that uh, it's kind of an insight into my my mind and my writing. But every time I write a blog, I listen to the Last Samurai soundtrack. It gives me inspiration. Wow. That's where it comes from. Look, <laughs> that's why you're the master. I can tell you, um, you know, you, as you guys know, and early on, even in the podcast, I just got out of playing in a band, I played in bands for years. Got to open up for some good national acts, and um, there was one that I was really excited to open up for. In fact, it was the one you came to. We had to play very early oh, yeah, right. because they were a bunch of jerks. I won't mention any names, Taproot, but they were a bunch <laughs> of jackasses, and um, awesome. their stage manager almost got his face kicked in by me. But done it. I still would listen to their albums because, you know, the good ones, not the new shitty stuff. Right. Um, but, uh, hey yo. But, uh, no, I still would listen to them. I just, if I saw them again, I wouldn't give them a time of day. Yeah. So what comes around goes around, Microsoft. This so is the three console curse. You can still curse, enjoy so. the product. You don't have to love the artist or the people behind it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I understand they were trying to move the industry forward and make this a thing because it's coming and trying to be, I don't know, proactive. Whatever, but it just—they did it wrong. They did it completely wrong. Cause like, like we say, PCs are like this. Like, there's—you can't do any of this stuff with computer games. But that's just the way it is, and people have accepted it. That's what's going to happen for consoles. But we are so ingrained in our minds that it's not the way that it, we're a tough crowd to sell. So when one company does it and one doesn't do it, and the company that is doing it isn't doing it well, you're just screwed. Seriously, Taproot costs 
cost me a chance. To, my mom didn't make it to our last show because she couldn't get there in time because they made us play like an hour and a half early because they wanted to go on at 11, 11, 11 because it sounded cool. Yeah. Douchebags. You guys had problems with that, though. A Adam, lot of bands Adam pushing, got there. Yeah. He got to see our last two songs. Yeah. Oh, how glorious it was. I didn't. Whatever. I didn't get to see it. They suck, too. <laughs> so I guess before so before we wrap this up, um, I kind of want to ask you guys, because I pre-ordered both systems. Marty Mary. Does this change your mind at all? Does this make you want to pre-order an Xbox? Do you, would you yeah, switch from PlayStation to Xbox? Like, no. where are you guys at? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna show my. Oh, sorry, you go ahead first. No, no, no. I I gonna have to get both because I don't have a strong enough argument right away not to get it. I no, I might wait on the Xbox One because my friends are still playing the 360 and they don't know if they're gonna upgrade yet. So once I'm left behind in the dust and I have no one to play with and I gotta make new friends, you and can I don't want to do yourself. that. Yeah, more front of the connect. <laughs> Hello. Always watching. Watch my heartbeat. No, it it makes me realize that that I do now that they've made the changes it is worth it to stay connected to a lot of my friends. Um eventually to get the Xbox one. Um but it's probably gonna be next year. Uh maybe with tax returns if if I'm fortunate enough. This stuff's expensive. Yeah. Damn straight. I'm already married so I can't get a sugar mama. That's yeah. oh man. She gets all uppity about it. My wife does. Yeah, so I mean, I, I've been saving for probably a year or so, so I'm probably still going to get both of them at launch, which I'm excited about. But I'm still, if I had to give like the, the trophy to somebody at the moment, it would still be PS4. Yeah, I'm it's a, very, it's like very slightly, like it's like not to me. It's still the reason, and I and I was very much Microsoft this last generation, but the reason I'm going to give the PS4 100% support is just because of the way they've handled things. I yeah, think sure. when a company does fixes everything they made did wrong in the last generation uh, and they do the right things to make the gamers happy I think showing them support back is, is the right thing to do and I'm going to do it I thought um, what's interesting is that the Xbox and also the Playstation and the Sega Saturn there's the there's the three console curse I oh, think yeah. we're I think yeah. we're seeing I think we're seeing um, the third console curse here from Microsoft and uh, we'll see how it plays out I think they're I guess they're fixing it but yeah that's it's good they're fixing it because like b- before last week I would have definitely agreed with you but yeah it's so a little you're, close you're going to get a Sega Saturn instead of an Xbox One <laughs> Sega I'm going to get Dreamcast were you the guy who did the voice yeah <laughs> and and I want to get an Atari that looks good I wonder how much money that person makes every I time I miss Sega my Atari plays. sometimes royalties I, I do yeah I like playing tank game or tank commander we had a stick and one button and you remember how you hard those? You didn't need an instruction manual. You remember how hard those sticks were? They were like rock solid. Like you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I mean, like, like, well, the uh, I mean versus like the pong, the little pong sliders, the the dials. I mean, you could really dial that on. I mean, but I used to, I named my joy. I called it Morning Wood. <laughs> it was really that hard. It was like it was like moving a. <laughs> I mean. Oh Anyway, this is going the wrong Before way. Before this takes a turn for the for nasty, you, nasty. Our listeners from Audible. Yes, thank you, Bill. <laughs> Here we go. For you, listeners of the Gamers Advocate, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook download to check out their service. And Bill's got a book you think you might like to try out. This week, uh, I'm going to go with a brand new book that was just released by Neil Gaiman. It is called The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Uh, it's actually a very short book. It's considered a novel, but it's under 200 pages. Um, don't want to go too much into the plot, but it's more of a uh, fantasy meets horror meets just unique type story. It's definitely not a retread of anything you've ever read before. And I, I really don't want to give it away because going into any more detail than that, um, you know, it's too short of a book. It's going to ruin too much. But it's a, uh, just to say it's a young kid that... Um, meets a friend who shows him another world. I'll just leave it at that. But it's really good, really well written. Neil Gaiman uh, is is a master wordsmith, I would say. Very nice. So to download that book or any of the other 100,000 audiobooks to choose from, go to www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. So now we're at the moment you've all been waiting for, our PlayStation Plus contest. Bill, why don't you explain it? All right, we want to make this fun. We want to give away this 30-day PlayStation Plus little uh, gift to you, our loyal listeners. But you're kind of going to have to earn it. We want the best picture that can be sent to us, whether by Twitter, 
email, or on our Facebook page that's posted there. It can be something funny, it could be anything creative, but it has to have a PlayStation in the picture. So the best one will get this 30-day trial of PlayStation Plus. You have seven seconds. And what if you don't have a PlayStation? Then uh, you can draw one on a piece of paper, <laughs> and I'll go. take I it. I like that. I think that'd be worth it. <laughs> you have two seconds. No, seriously, how long are we going to give them? You have until next Monday at 3 o'clock. So just a few hours before our show, we'll go over them, look at it, and then announce the winner and post it on our page and feature you, and you'll get a free 30-day trial. Also, if you do have to draw a PlayStation to enter this, I don't see why you want to win the PlayStation Maybe Plus. Maybe a gift for a friend or a PS4 right. down the road. Oh, duh, touche. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. We got people in, like, Australia that yeah, listen no, that's to that's a man. good call. Yeah, that is, that's a good call. Good work, Jack. So, yeah, if you want to send it there, send it to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. We'll be posting a link, uh, post a little bit on Twitter and Facebook, so stay tuned for it. So, you know, we only got, I don't know, about 13 minutes left, but we will probably end this one a little short. But any final words, parting thoughts, anybody? I, th- I think we all kind of have, a, like, an E3 hangover this week, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think so, too. It's also, mine also has vodka in it and a hangover, but... But before you get drinking, I want to talk about one more thing. Okay. Oh man, it's open world fatigue. This has been oh, this has snap. been bugging me a lot actually. I was just talking to my brother about it, and I'm having trouble finishing games that are open world. Like we can list them: Arkham Asylum, even Arkham Fall, City. Arkham City. I'm an idiot. The one before that was more linear. Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption, which Bill loaned to me. Far Cry Three. I've had forever. And I am I sure miss it. it. I know. Oh wait, I, I still like haven't. Missions. I've only done the title screen of Dragon Age Origins that you let me yeah, borrow. The Ultimate Edition. <laughs> I've. Been, I've <laughs> it's just. It's ridiculous though. That one's not so much as open world though. I mean, you you load up different cities on the map and you go to those places. See, that's why I like The Last of Us. I played between fourteen, fifteen hours, and I know I'll play it again. But I already feel like I got my money's worth. Right. I don't. I don't feel shortchanged just because it wasn't forty hours long. That's the same thing that happened to me with Dead Space Three. I really enjoyed it. I burned through it like crazy because it was great, at least for me. I'm still like an hour into that. I know. Same here. It's so bad. But, I mean, it, it's kind of weird when you think about the mechanics in, like, open-world games. Like, Borderlands, I can just play again and again and again because the loot, the items keep me coming back. What are you There's, talking about? You, when we played it, you didn't look at nothing. You just ran the hell out of there. <laughs> you didn't know what was going on. You're like, oh, sparkly. Like, I don't know what's happening. I was like, I need to save up some cash. And you're like, F your money. Well, I'm running. Bill was checking out every single container in that game. Well, yeah. That's what I'm used to doing. <laughs> I, yeah, play Last of Us and tell me you won't do that because you'll need everything you can find. Well, I hear that. And plus you can get into that mode with, like, Fallout and stuff like that, too. But... I'm just saying, some of these games, I don't know what it is, but there's just so much that I get sidetracked, and then I stop caring about the main story plot, and the further I've gotten in most games, is just it's more linear. Like, it can be open world, too, or a mix, like Mass Effect. Like, Mass Effect, I've never had trouble beating a Mass Effect game. Oh, really. see, that's my the second one, a little bit. That's my only fear about the new Grand Theft Auto. The last time I finished one was 3. Yeah, I didn't finish four at all. I, I actually either. voted it back. I actually in. did. I liked it. I didn't finish Liberty City. I didn't finish four. There's, there's always be that one mission where I would get hung up on to the yeah. point where I'd be like, "Screw it, something else will come out soon." I played um, Grand Theft Auto three. I played the heck out of that game because I just so wanted good. to hear more f bombs because they were dropping them left <laughs> yeah, and right in that game. They really were. There's, I left behind so many dead hookers in that game. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> I would take my money back too. <laughs> Plus, secretly, I wanted to be like a big black guy on the streets. Like down in my heart, I like that. That's awesome. Well, I, I would have to say, kind of on my side, why? Well, I, I agree with you that I get I get fatigued by the open world a lot because for me personally, I own fortunately like pretty much every system. So there are so many games to play, and when there's a world that like I mean I I enjoy maybe not love like it's after a while it's like okay I have so many other things to play like I need to either get done with this game or move on unfortunately it's a shame but with working and having like another life and doing things like that it gets tough tougher to spend 50 hours 100 hours in these games well like, you you usually get like at least one article written every 7 seconds too <laughs> well you know I I'm trying to make a living all right they're good articles man I'm not day <laughs> yeah no but like I the last really open world game I beat was probably Fallout. I mean, I guess Assassin's Creed. I'm, I'm just about to beat Assassin's Creed Three, but even that's getting just way too. Like, it's just I just want to play the story. It's not as fun because I love these games and they're awesome, but 
Yeah, you're, like you said, there's just so many things to do. You just get overwhelmed, and it's like, all right, I don't know what to do anymore. Plus, with Assassin's Creed 3, I mean, it's hard to hard to finish because of all the glitches. I Boom. know. I really haven't been bothered by those as much, except when it bricked my system. But <laughs> that's another story. Well, well the, as far as, like, the more current stuff, um, State of Decay. Now, that that seems open world, and I was playing, like, The Trial. I I found that it was an open world or whatever. I guess it grows on you, but, like, the looting system's really weird on it. It takes time to figure it out. It was, all like... It was like a little like I think uh, it's a slow burn that one. Yeah, when I played, I was the, slow burning to death on it. Well, <laughs> when I played the trial thing, I remember telling yeah. telling Adam, yeah, said, I yeah, said, said, I said, I don't get the hype. This is garbage. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And right I kept now. hearing all this stuff, but now I give it more I time. Know, it's like so, it was one of the best selling games on Xbox when it came out. It was, it's really good. Once I broke down and just got the game, uh, I I realized that yeah, there is a lot more to it. It's it's not really easily explained how deep it is and how you can upgrade your places. There's, it's more of an RPG a lot of times. And overall, it turned out to be really, really impressive. I, that's one I want to spend more time on now that I'm done with Last of Us. It's really good. It's a fun game. Weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what, what open world games have you completed? Like compare. I mean, I know you beat Borderlands. That's pretty open world. But like besides that, what games have hold, held your interest? Uh, it's tough. It's really tough to do. Maybe I'm just like... A secret hoarder in video games. I like to hoard. Um, yeah, it's like collecting items for people. But um, uh, Fallout 3, all the Borderlands games, um, to go back, I don't know if you can call Diablo, uh, an open world Diablo 2. Um, mm. Everything else, I've had a really hard time. I can't even think. How about you, one. Bill? Anything that's really caught your interest? As far as open world? Yeah. I mean, you didn't beat Far Cry yet, right? Because I know you, no, would, you would that, love that game. I absolutely love that game. And, and that's another one I'm going to go back and spend some time on now that uh, I got through a few of the other I games. I thought to be Nino Kuni, but that one lasts like 60 hours or something. So Nino Kuni 7 will be out by the time you get done with that thing. I hope there's that many. I love that game. Well, you'll never like play them. Shamu no Nino Kuni. Because you keep forcing me to play that stupid Last of Us game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill, you, you, you jerk. Actually, wait. I didn't force you. You haven't even yeah. played it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like Tomb Raider. Uh, Adam finished that really quick. I finished Dead Space that Three. Kind right of open world in a sense, like you can. No. It's like, like open sections, I guess you could say. Well, that's what you get with The Last of Us. It's that's not open world. Like. Yeah, it's like a more contained. It's more manageable, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Because that was like Arkham Asylum. But when we talked about that a little bit, it was linear, but there were like open areas and you can have fun with it. But Arkham City, that Gotham was just so huge. And I'm I've said this millions of times on the show is I like seeing everything a game offers. So I just get burned out after a while because my like brain is like, okay, enough, okay, whatever, whatever. The reward isn't as great as that. And and I was talking to Jack with this at lunch. I think the reason Fallout Three works so well was that music. <laughs> I can say what you will. I mean, it was it was a lot of the other things, but just listen to that music just made me so happy. I don't know what it was. It's just it's incredible. Yeah, I, I liked the uh, the music for sure in that, and it maybe. But yeah, I think um, uh, I don't I don't know what it is exactly. I mean. Uh, you got to have something more compelling, too. I mean, maybe these storylines, uh, you just kind of get lost and you stop caring. Um, like Red Dead Redemption, okay, he was, he's got to get the guy and his family's in trouble if, if he oh, doesn't... talk bad about that game. That game is so good. I, I don't know. I just can't get into it yet. And I've played it for five-plus hours, yeah. maybe more. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Again, I go back to games like Bioshock, and, and not to beat a dead horse, but Last of Us, Walking Dead... You know what you need to do. You know what the next thing is. You can still get caught up in some things going on to deal with and find and look for. But the story, it, you feel like you're playing through a real story that way. And and I think there's there's room for both kinds of games. Oh, for sure. And, and it's know, just it's, what you're in the mood for at the time. Right. And, yeah. you know, I think it's different kind of for us since we luckily have jobs and we have income and we can buy a lot of games. There's, like, some kids and some people who can't afford that. And that'll be their only game for a long time. So if there's a game that can last you, like Skyrim, people play like 140 hours of that game. If that's the only game you get for months on, on at a time, that's awesome and that's wonderful. Because like I would Football. love to be able to spend that time, but it just it it doesn't work. It's first world problems, I guess you could say. Uh, a lot of people I know, a lot of people that can't afford a lot of games. That that's why they love their sports games because oh, yeah. you endless seasons. You're still games. playing these games. Yeah, you I just all finished my last season of uh, Online Dynasty with me, another buddy on uh, NCAA 13. And I got two weeks before 14 comes out. 
So. Plus the economics of that's great. I mean, you look at like the time, oh my God, time dollars like, per hour for what you spend. Where you play like Dead Space and you beat it in 15 hours and you're done. It's still 60 bucks, but you know, I, I don't know. I guess that factors in. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like Skyrim, like we said, 60 bucks for 140 hours. I mean, come on, that's just incredible. Right, so I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to do some, like, soul-searching to figure out. <laughs> I wish you luck. And Jack's going to walk alo- walk alone in a field as it rains, I think <laughs> looking up to the sky and thinking. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm scared for this next generation because, you know, like, think of The Witcher 3. Like, that is going to be, like, the biggest world ever. I don't know how I'm ever going to do that, especially even at launch. Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed. Um, what else is there? There's like so many other just open world games. I mean, Infamous is coming out. That'll probably be somewhat open, maybe a little more linear. But no, Infamous games are usually pretty open. So there's going to be so many things. You to just play. started having a conversation with yourself. I did. It was kind of cool. You like <laughs> made a statement me, and then <laughs> argued your statement and then went back to it. It was a good argument, all right? And Grand Theft Auto is coming out and Saints Row. Oh dear lord. Well, I think what helps though, maybe it's, it's the multiplayer aspect because you're your buddies who are playing with you can kind of carry you along. Um, like in Borderlands, for example, you can yeah, just jump in the huge car help. and like have them drive and be like, okay, we're going to this next or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let us know what you think out there. Yeah. Out there I'd in like the lands. I, I don't know what, yeah, what side they are on, on gaming yeah. or what they prefer. And yeah, what games have you loved that maybe you couldn't finish because they were so open or what games have you finished? Let us know. Email us. At podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. You have one more thing to say? I was going to say, also games that, that were more linear that you wish were more open. I'd like to hear yeah, what people definitely. think about that, That's too. a good topic, too. Yeah, so once again, sorry to repeat it, podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Remember to send us answers to those questions. Any other questions or comments you have, as well as your PlayStation pictures, so we can give you a nice 30-day trial for PlayStation Plus. Of course, you can like us on Facebook. Just follow the Blue Shield. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at gamersadvocate. If you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. And, of course, if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes so you get our podcast automatically delivered to you, go and do that. Give us some ratings, reviews, and help other people find us. We'd really, really appreciate it. And we also want to thank Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panda Drop, for our logo and our theme song. And Jesse's working on something a little special, so we're excited to share that in the near future. And let's uh, end this show with a little dedication to uh, Microsoft for realizing that what they were doing was a mistake and understanding that you got to do what the gamers want. So for them, for rolling with the changes, let's give a little Oreo Speedwagon with Roll With The Changes. Very nice. So we look forward to seeing you next week for The Gamer's Advocate. I'm Adam. I'm Bill. We'll roll back to the good old times. I'm Jack. And we hope you have a great night. See you later, ding-dongs.